Alright, if I did everything correct, it should be working now. Hello everyone and welcome back to a new round of the New Bot Podcast. Hello. Hey, how are you doing guys? Good. Hello everyone. It's been almost a year, I think. Yeah. So uh, it's a good time to come back again, talk a little bit about Gamescom stuff. And yeah. we're also joined by a new face today who is sitting a little bit to the side. I don't know if she's shy or not, but Ooh, hey, let's welcome. <laughs> Move a little bit so you can get closer in. Yeah, that would be cool. Hello, how are you doing? Not Why don't we start uh, off with that setup right now? Like, Dennis, do you want to introduce the new member of the new bite? Uh, yeah, uh, so everybody, this is Liz. Uh, she is uh, both my gamer and um, <laughs> my gamer. Uh, she is both a <laughs> uh, gamer uh, and she is uh, my fiance. Um, but uh, most importantly, she has a big passion for video games and uh, is really looking forward to, um, to get some new articles done and uh, possibly some reviews and things. And uh, yeah, definitely see some more YouTube content, especially from us. And uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. That's cool. Yeah. So how is everyone? Let's start with that before we actually go into the Gamescom things. Because my god, it's been a Monday for me and a whole weekend of just working. I'm really glad I can finally get some rest and just have a nice chat with you guys. So mm -hmm. I want to ask, uh, how are you doing? Em, how are you, for example? I'm good. Everything is fine and dandy on my end. How is everything with Dan and Liz? Yeah, things are good. Uh, work, work is work, you know. <laughs> that's that's been uh, something that's happened today, hasn't it? Well, I've been at work yeah. um, since what eleven this yeah. morning, and it's been busy because yeah. it's the last week summer holidays. So, yeah. yeah. How's how's your week? How, how's your week started? Like, how's it how's it been? I'm just. Just starting at 6 a.m. going until 2, which is, I mean, that's the regular hours, but uh, just much, much earlier than I usually do. Uh, and we had an important go live and everything today. So it's always in the beginning of the month, it's going hectic and ah. Mm. Everything else is okay. I haven't done any articles today, sadly, because I was just trying to catch up with energy and sleep a little bit. I was just sitting down, going for a half an hour nap. It was 90 minutes later when I woke up again, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and it's kind of also uh, how I felt after uh, coming out of Gamescom, where we were just like, oh, three days of just appointments and running around and seeing games. It was very intense. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. How about we start with that? Because this is the Gamescom 2019 catch-up podcast. And we wanted to talk a little bit about the things that we saw, things that were maybe too small to run a own video on, maybe. And uh, yeah, so if you've seen the Nearby.com lately, we have at least a few articles up and running already for games like Necroberista, Rise of Industry and its new DC, and of course uh, I did something very cool for Iron Man VR, which was also the very first appointment we had as Team B. Sadly only me, because they only would allow one person in there. I mean, I get it, it's a VR headset, it's really difficult to share. <laughs> and it was quite a start for the show, uh, because I never really had that much experience with VR. But <laughs> I tell you, it's very sweaty. Like I was just playing <laughs> ten minutes for the demo. I took it off and it was like dripping down my face. I was like, Ugh. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope that I hope that gets some good uh, cooling in his uh, Iron Man armor. Yeah. Uh, definitely when I played uh played VR both um here and uh when I've been to 
previous events um you get it gets quite hot especially if you have like lights on you and you're in a enclosed space like a venue because it gets stuffy and hot and everything and you start sweating a load but luckily it hasn't been so bad here um it's just been kind of like disorientating a little bit but Mm. yeah that's just kind of how vr is really (laughs) That's true. Get a stand for yeah. our sensors. Yeah, I need to. We need to get some stand for the sensors, and then we can do some VR content, and that would be cool. Hmm. I was actually doing. I've been just uh, looking up the calendar, so I have a point of reference where we've been because we've seen so many things. Compared to last yeah. year, I think it was like twice as much because we yeah, really, uh, um, split up. We used our free man, you know, personal mm-hmm. go round and everything. It was yeah. really nice. So, uh, how about we start with the highlight of the uh, Gamescom so far? Emily, what was your coolest thing that you saw, maybe? Because um, I know Dan, quite... Cyberpunk. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is quite hard um, to decipher right now, right on spot. But the most exciting thing that I that I like that I have most anticipation for is the Outer Worlds. Um, I'm not only a fan of the concept, but I am quite a fan of uh, Obsidian, the people who also made uh, Fallout 3. Um, no. Following no? New Vegas, isn't it? Yeah. yeah New, New Vegas. Vegas. They did one, two, and New Vegas, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, that. Um, the good one. So, <laughs> the good yeah, one, my yeah. favourite, actually. So, hence why I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I really like the style of it. So, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was cyberpunk, but I managed to fall asleep in the actual demo that we actually got. Really? Yeah. 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 I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I didn't see it, because we're looking at the screen, but she was on my side, just slowly like... I was like, oh, oh, don't fall yeah. over. Because we had the very funny thing in the Cyberpunk booth. We were sitting in the last row, just very high up, because we're thinking, you know, it's a small mm. cinema, actually, uh, that they built there. And the dude that was actually playing the demo was sitting right next to her. And then she's slowly, like, just slipping down my shoulder. I'm like, oh, no, don't don't fall over. Yeah. Don't disturb the presentation. I was like, try to hold it. But, like, the whole... I, I mean, it was... We were midway through... Uh, through Gamescom ourselves, so we were like massively sleep deprived, and and it was yeah. we had we were busy like all the time. So it was already two I, days. I still, it's still I, I still have high anticipations for it, but I just like Outer Worlds better <laughs> right at the moment. But I do intend to get both games. Yeah. Um, anyway. I definitely know that for Outer Worlds, uh, because we all have uh, Xbox Live Game Pass, mm. uh, we all will be able to play it on launch because that's a Game Pass title, which is really yep. good. Um, so you'll definitely, well, cool. I definitely want to play it myself. It, I like Fallout New Vegas. I thought it was a very good and fun game. Um, mm. I'm hoping to that's like giving them a bit more time and resources. Um, Obsidian can actually do some more. Mm. Uh, more with that that's what i'm hoping the outer worlds will do but yeah i really do agree that um uh that cyberpunk was really really interesting i i would i call it i uh, yeah i probably would call it my my most anticipated or just kind of like the best game for me personally at gamescom um 
because it was um, it was very interesting to see. And having heard a lot of reviews and opinions from um, journalists who saw the uh, the uh, the finished pro- well fin- saw this demo at E3, um, I see what they mean by certain points, but also I do not agree with quite a lot of them. A lot of them were saying things like um, not. Uh, they they were just saying things that I personally think was not a good idea, um, and not kind of in, in in. I'm struggling with my words, but it didn't really <laughs> didn't really gel with kind of like what Cyberpunk is as a core game. It's kind of right. like that's not that's not what it is. Why are you saying that about it? But I think it's more to draw kind of like hype and um. Uh, well, just not hype, but it's to, to draw more kind of like attention, attention, attention to it, and yeah. and controversy, and just to get people like reading something. Because if you see, oh, this game that everybody's anticipated for has done this bad thing, then I'm going to want to read it. So I think that's more to do with that than it is actually to do with the game as a whole. Um, agrees with you. Yeah, I mean, coverage of Cyberpunk right now is just like, oh, everything's first person. Oh, you can do this and that. And it's just like, uh, like tweet articles. You know, you have like maybe 20 words in them and you think mm-hmm. uh, you're putting everything out i guess but gosh just it's coming it's coming in the midst of april april 16th as i see right now and the mm-hmm. altwords actually releases october 25th so there's like almost half a year time in between mm-hmm. enough time to enjoy both games definitely yeah. and yeah so Gosh, I didn't know it was coming out so soon. It is. Yeah, it, it is. is actually. It's 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 going to be definitely. I think it's a smart move for um, Outer Worlds to launch sooner rather than later. Because if they launch later, then they jump into Cyberpunk, and you know that everybody's just going to go for Cyberpunk. Mm. So I definitely think it's a smart move releasing it now. And also, if they've got the finished product, why not just release it? So. Yeah. I mean, this is this mm. black hole in April where everything's just like, oh, don't release anything in April. Don't forget about it. Like shortly before <laughs> April, maybe if it's a small game, maybe. But if it's anything bigger like the AAA things, they're just going to avoid completely going into April, I think. Unless yeah. it's something completely different where they know there's like a split group anyway. There's no uh, overlap, I guess. But other than that, yeah. I mean, uh, releasing that time frame is always very rare. Uh, but we saw a lot of releases being announced for February and March next year anyway, out of the mm. usual October and November things. So it's going to mm. be interesting what we'll play uh, next year, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, Dan, do you want to continue what you uh, found as a highlight? Or was it just Cyberpunk? Um, well, i definitely say was Cyberpunk was a, was a big highlight. I've, I saw a couple of other things um, that I really enjoyed. So um, I played a game called Battle Planet, um, which, in a nutshell, you play as an escaped convict on a planet, twin-stick shooter style, um, and you have to go through, I think it's eight planets before you finish it, and it's roguelike, so every time, if you do die, that's the end of your run, you got to start again. Um, but there was, there seemed to be lots of really cool elements, and um, it's releasing on both um, Steam and um, Nintendo Switch, um, so it's, it's definitely got some really good... Um, it had very a very high replayability rate, and I was really enjoying um, uh, playing that game and what the developers were telling me about it. Um, so I can't wait to do some more for that. I will finish my write-up soon, so that should be on the website in the mm. next couple of days. Um, I, another one that I played was a good VR game called Journey for Elysium, uh, which you play as somebody trying to find redemption. 
um, and finding out who they are um, and themselves and where they got to this point and trying to get to Elysium. Um, so that was a really, really cool game. And I also believe it won um, one of the best VR games at Gamescom Award. Um, so I, that was very well deserved from what I played and hmm. saw. And um, yeah, I can't wait to can't wait to write up some more about that and uh, give you guys some more insight into what that was. Um, but yeah, definitely saw a lot of cool games. Um, have been playing non-stop <laughs> uh, Pagan Online from Wargaming. Um, mm. It was a lot of fun to watch um, the one of the designers actually playing it um, and then getting uh, them being really super awesome by giving us a code, uh, giving us a couple of codes to, um, to actually test it out. Yeah. So definitely looking, uh, have played a lot of that more than I intended to. Um, so have a lot of, uh, have experienced it a lot, but can't wait to, to jump in with, mm. um, uh, with one of these amazing, amazing team members. Um, and yeah, get some, get some YouTube content for that or some, maybe some Twitch streaming. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun and I've, I, I'm str- I struggle to put it down sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, that's a good sign always. Uh, yeah. I also took one of the keys I said I didn't get to do it yet because work is just overwhelming. And the only thing I said I get to do at least is small written articles at least. And I'm going, I'm trying to go by my calendar bit by bit. The next mm. bit I have coming up was the Intel presentation that we have for like two and a half yeah. hours, which on its own covering hardware is always a bit difficult to me because uh, I try to be informed as much as I can, but these things get so technical and so specific that I uh, need to invest another, like, at least two hours, maybe, of uh, learning new things to actually properly understand them and to bring them back into uh, a post that I can put on the website. Uh, yeah. But other than that, yeah, there's lots of great things. I was actually uh, really happy about what I saw at Private Division when I was there. Uh, they were in the same booth also, like, 2K, where Borderlands 3 was, which Emily and I saw, for example. But my personal highlight was disintegration. We saw that mm. on Gamescom opening night live on the Monday show with Jeff Keighley, which on its own was also great. We've got to talk about yeah. that in a minute, but mm-hmm. uh, short, quickly about the instant interrogation. We really didn't know what was to be expected from this because we just have this one trailer where the dude was on this, you know, bike or something like that. And then um, actually when I saw the presentation, I got to learn, okay, what this is all about. This integration is actually the uh, process of removing one's brain and putting it into a mechanical body. Just like uh, in that old anime, which I always forget, uh, what's it called? <laughs> you guys know it. I want to say Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell, like that, sorry. Yeah. I was, my, my mind was right now in Neon Genesis Evangelion, which I just saw recently, but <laughs> no, it's uh, Ghost in the Shell, definitely. And um, the interesting story we can cover up for that is they're basically uh, bad people who want to prevent the integration again back into a human body. And uh, they actually hijack the process. So instead of going back to the normal form, they all of a sudden get connected to a hive mind. So that's basically the bad people. And you yeah. as a you know, group of outlaws try to prevent that and actually make the integration happen again to your former human bodies. Because actually all these people that are in these robot suits are just, just regular people like teachers, uh, policemen, stuff like that. They're not really military. And the gameplay is just you're hovering around with the server bike and commanding them around while also being able to shoot things and skating between an FPS and a tactical shooter, which is very interesting. We had the time to play okay. some multiplayer, and it was good fun. But that was a good highlight of mine. Uh, so just going off of what ha- what we saw at or what I saw at um, opening night, li- uh, open night live uh, with um, 
with playing the multiplayer, is it just you all play as people on hoverbikes, or do you play as, like, one person plays as a person on hoverbike, another one plays as someone on the ground? No, no, you're always, like, a commander of a small group. And ah, if you okay. play multiplayer together, uh, we had a free versus free setup, because not everyone was interested in playing. You could do up to five sure. versus five. We played mm-hmm. an objective-based mode where one side was the attackers, the other one were the defenders, and it was like capture sure. the flag, when there was like an energy core, which you can pick up from one of two points, and then bring to a center point in the middle. The defenders, oh, okay. of course, are trying to prevent you from doing that. So you have your small troops, which you can direct around and set up two flags. You say, for example, hey, you guys go right, I go left, and we try to charge them from both sides. And if you can coordinate with other people, which was very nice in that technical setup, where you actually could hear each other over the headsets, and also developers joining in and saying, like, okay, if you play this uh, certain type of character, because there's something like biker gangs in this game. So instead of yeah. playing just your own character, you pick just one of uh, like six heroes in a sense with their crew, and then uh, that will allow it to do certain tactics better because they're just uh, having the abilities to support that. So that was very interesting, very mixed, and they're hopefully coming forth with something bigger next year because still okay. very early in development. And I'm really excited to follow up with that and see what's coming next. Yeah. It's something different, especially. That's very nice. It's not yeah. just your regular boots on the ground shooter or something else. It's just this, you know, mix between tactical and first person shooter. That was very nice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because you don't see a lot of kind of like mix between first person shooters and tactical kind of shooters as well. It's, it's normally just one or the other. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, that was definitely a very good thing. Right, so uh, <laughs> do you guys want to talk about opening night live? Because that was a thing that we visited. Uh, we were actually <laughs> going out on Monday morning, trying to get our lanyards and everything for press uh, sorted on Monday, which we heard we could do, but apparently that's not a thing anymore, at least. So we, if we wanted to do that, we just have to... Uh, Go in on Tuesday when it's actually opening for press naval one uh, and get that done then. But we happily uh, got still access to the halls because we just registered ourselves at the uh, front door. So, like, hey, we're registered as press, can we still go in? And they allowed us to. So, we spent the whole Monday when there was everything still being built just to walk around. And then in the evening hours, I actually got to opening that live. So, mm-hmm. uh, what were you thinking about that? How was the experience for you? Oh yeah, it was um, it was incredible. Uh, I'd I'd seen kind of like stuff sort of like it, but never actually been um, in that kind of environment um, to see uh, all these games announced, um, seeing kind of like uh, all of these creators come out and talk about their various games and things like that. Um, uh, yeah, it was just it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. I I really think um, that. Uh, uh, Jackie Lee did an amazing job, but he always does an amazing job with with all these with all his yeah. presenting. And I really hope that kind of like more he is able to do more stuff because he really has such a great kind of way of um, introducing things and um, getting things uh, moving along when somebody's talking a bit too long and things like that. Yeah, I thought it definitely. was it was absolutely incredible. But seeing all these get like game releases and everything and. Um, the energy that was in the room was just insane. But um, you, you've not really like like me. You've not really done something like this before. What's what was kind of your thoughts on this? Well, it was definitely interesting being in something like that. Uh, for starters, because uh, yeah, I've, I've never been to 
anything like that like nothing live nothing i mean i haven't even seen like a live stream of e3 or opening like live for that um but it was actually quite surprising i found it i found very many games that i wouldn't have seen in like in like my normal life in Mm -hmm. that and i saw lots and lots showcase and it really got me intrigued how many games there really are out there Mm. and how many i don't really see on how many i just don't see that's a little bit like off the point um but i i found like the whole experience rather surreal like being in this like big hall full of other gamers and streamers and stuff like that and when um when Hideo Kojima is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, came on, it was like everyone just went wild, and I was like, Yeah, he is a living who, legend. Who is yeah. this guy? Like, yeah. it just went like that, and it was like <laughs> rather surreal having everyone around me going, mm. Oh my gosh! Literally, security um, standing in front of them, or like, Oh, you step back, yeah. Back. And then it was like turning around, surfy, like, Oh, I have a selfie for Dio Kojima while he yeah. was on the shore up there with Jeff Keighley and talking. Mm. That was a thing, <laughs> so yeah. I found, I found it very interesting. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd like to try half of the games that I saw. So, yeah, yeah, we actually went out and saw at least a few things that we saw to that night. Mm. He did. I was really surprised yeah. by the Kerber Space Program 2 trailer because it was yeah. like space and the Final Frontier thing. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And you see these derpy faces. I'm like, I'm going into space. And then, uh, of course, the rocket <laughs> explodes and everything. And uh, when, later that week, I also saw the presentation from the developer, uh, again, a private division. Thankfully, uh, got at least me in. Saw the things. Uh, I got much more impressions about that game and how they want to restructure, for example, the uh, tutorial for the game, for the sequel, and how they also want to expand it, because you're not just going into your own solar system with Kerber Space Program, you do your own um, space stations, you can go on, for example, build a new base on the moon, on any planet, basically, and also go far beyond that, just out into the universe, basically. And that as a sandbox is very intriguing compared to something like No Man's Sky, for example, where you have a little bit of crafting, but it's really much more about the journey itself. And with Kerber Space Program, you're more like an engineer trying to build things around. If it, if it goes bad, it just goes bad and sell everything on its own. Yeah. It was always fun. Yeah, I, th- I played a little bit of the first uh, space, uh, the Kerbal Space Program, um, but I, I never really could, like get to grips with all of the physics stuff i would send a lot of like rockets up into space i'd try and send the rockets somewhere but they'd kind of like fall apart or just explode on me or something um (laughs) so uh yeah not very uh not very great with that yeah i don't know i think like maybe next year we watch the thing at home and do uh like a co-moderation on the thing like all of us just Mm. in this office for example and sit down like yeah, that is an interesting trail. What do you think about that? I don't know. Fun was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah. like, going there was interesting for the first time, but I don't think I'd go a second time. I don't know how you feel about it. Would you do it a second time, like, next year, if I do it again? 
opening my life. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's, that's... one of us wanted to go to Dutch Courage, but one of us wasn't allowed to because I already paid for the ticket. Um, <laughs> but maybe, no, it's fine. I enjoyed the experience. The Dutch Courage is like, in, I find it more. Like, can, you, can you quickly explain what that is for the viewers who don't? Okay, basically, basically Dutch Courage is something held in uh, a bar called Meltdown in Cologne, uh, where Gamescom is held. Um, and it's basically a little, uh, like a mini festival uh, to show off uh, for mini um, mm. independent uh, indie games, uh, indie game developers. Uh, to show off their games um, and yeah, for people just to you know have fun with games. Mm. Um, and the first year we did Gamescom, we went and it was really fun to uh, to actually chat to the developers, and um, because most of them had like there were only two people working on it or something, and mm. um, and it was quite a personal response um, other to then just have a team of 500 people working on one game. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, I found it more, like, it, it was it was more of an experience and I can talk, I can actually talk to them like human beings rather than just them trying to sell the game. Well, they are trying to sell the game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like, it's from, their, like, is theirs. Mm. It's 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 They're not the only just people working on it. They're only people that need to bring it out. Yeah, like they're indie they're indie developers at the end of the day. Fun fact: so, last yeah. year when we saw that VR game Hide and Freeze, Dan, you remember mm-hmm. that maybe? Uh, we yeah, actually saw that. them on the Gamescom uh, show floor this year in the business mm. area. They had a booth, so that was yeah. good. Yeah, and um, I would have uh, gone over to have a look, but they seem to have a quite a big queue, so definitely something that was uh, quite popular, um, and yeah. I can definitely see it becoming quite a popular game. As uh, who who doesn't want to play uh, hide and seek and VR? That's yeah. it seems like a lot of fun, and definitely can make some really like funny funny videos and stuff on it. So um, yeah, hopefully that one we'll see. A, it seems like it had a lot of um, interest and. And, st- and stuff. So mm. yeah. Mm. yeah we'll Here's a question for everyone: What was the game you unexpectedly, you unexpectedly enjoyed, which you didn't think you did, including indie games, including uh, big AAA games that you saw, like game games this year that you went to see, or you just mm. kind of. The game that kind of surprised me the most in terms of both looks, um, feel, and kind of um, just learning about the game surprised me um, was definitely uh, Warhammer 40k uh, Mechanicus. Mm. Um, and that game is... Uh, it's very XCOM styled, where it's tactical. You have a set amount of uh, units that you can move around and you complete objectives, um, but it doesn't have any um, 
of the bad things about XCOM, like ridiculous percentages that are just yeah. stupid and don't work. Um, but it actually does roll off of a guaranteed hit, but you have armor and uh, shields and things to defend various characters. But one thing I thought was both impressive and just absolutely insane was it was a team of about five people that made this and it looked like a triple a game it was beautifully done well crafted well thought out it was steeped in warhammer lore and it just looked incredible and for a team of four four or five people that's just nuts it was absolutely nuts when he told me that i was i was stunned i I just couldn't, I couldn't talk because what do you say when I went into that, when I, I thought it was going to be at least a team of like 50 people, there's one or two people here from the game and everything, and they're trying to promote it. Um, but we're a team of like four or five people, that this is their first game that they're creating. And they had like backing from the, from the guys that run Warhammer. It was just nuts. It was absolutely nuts. Mechanicus was just insane. And I can't wait to, Way to either get my hands on it or just kind of ha- see what more they have to offer for it. It mm. was it was insane. <laughs> I was still blown away just thinking about it. And it's always good, yeah. When can say about a game, it blew me away. Like, how often do you do that these days? Yeah, uh, most things are like. Uh, I guess I had more thoughts into it than it actually was, and then uh, something like that comes around. It's like that's actually really amazing. That's mm. always nice. Alright, uh, I guess I go next. Um, uh, what was the thing? Gosh, I had the Canon app to look it up. <laughs> yeah, the game uh, Skyball and Zack, or just Skyball Zack, I think, because it's named for a dude, Skyball Zack. It was something that I didn't expect to be that interesting and that much fun when I saw just the trailer. The basic principle is that it's like a 2D world where you're just running from left to right, but the thing how you move forward is that you actually go through, like, I don't know, like energy balls, basically. Uh, color-coded and these colors are matching to the colors that you have on your controller so for an xbox controller just a b x y each having their own color and there's like a enemy for example in front of you you can always just punch through it that's say move forward through the game from left to right always just punch 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 and you basically have to press always the correct color that's standing in front of you so there's like uh i think a is three so if there's something green uh, front, you just press the green button yeah Cool, I know that. <laughs> so just press A, 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 and then all of a sudden it changes the color to, I think, blue, and then just press B instead, or that's X. Whatever, B is red, I think. There's, there's someone uh, in front of you that's red, you have to change from A to B, and it's like, you actually want to go through a level very quickly because you don't want to touch the ground. And it's just very nice to get, you know, a really, uh, like, long streak going, we're just, like, mashing through rows of enemies, going through the level like that, and then the uh, paths that are actually splitting up, and you can do double jumps in between. And it was really going, uh, like, in-depth. And when I tried to play it again, I was like, okay, maybe I was more, like, to the lower end of reason, I guess. Because then the developer took over and said, like, oh, let me show how, like, high-end gameplay it looks like. And, of course, he having, like, multiple hours in it because he's developing the game, just plays for the whole level within like 30 seconds, never touch the ground, wow. perfect score. And they even have like <laughs> something which is called not, you know, most games have an S rank from mm-hmm. Japanese standard, how they have like C, B, A, and then even an S rank. They have a Z rank that's even above the S rank. So if you're like wow. super extremely good, you get in Z rank. And that's uh, just amazing to think about. And it's nuts. Yeah. So the hopeful release, I think, early 2020. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely something that I would try out again. 
hidden myself familiar with it because it's not based on uh, just random generated levels. There's actually always a map to it. They really fought them out, so you can learn them and can actually learn to speedrun them also. And there are a few uh, nice. speedrunners out there already having the demo built and trying to be the best of that and do runs with that. And it's going to be something that's hopefully also coming up, for example, like an event at Games Done Quick, maybe uh, early next year again, when it's the, uh, what is it? The Summer Games Done Quick? An awesome Games Done Quick, yeah. The early event yeah, is always okay. awesome Games Done Quick. So uh, maybe we'll see it there then again. This is really yeah, be cool. interesting looking. And if you see like a pro playing it, you know, really high level gameplay, it's just like going from left to right so fast. It's like insane. Mm. And really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right. So, what about yourself, Am? Did you see a Did you see a game that was uh, that kind of blew you away? You kind of took expectations. Well, do you do you remember that game where we went to see we went to see something, I think and I we know ended what up it is. we ended up in the I think it's Polish the Polish. Um, oh. It was not what I was expecting, but yes, uh, it was, is that called uh, Deep Rock Galactic by any chance? Well, I'm thirsty. No, no, that wasn't. That's, that wasn't no, Deep that's, Rock. That's Swedish, Swedish, the Swedish yeah. thing. That no, yeah. basically, you tried this. It's um, I forgot the name, what do we but mean? I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'll, okay, the only other thing I can think of is uh, Lost Ember. No. That <laughs> no, wasn't Lost Ember. Like just going no, through basically. the quickly. Lost Ember, Boundary, Dear Esther, Hitchhiker, or Main Assembly. The only other thing I could think was Dear Esther. No. Um, okay. <laughs> I have no idea. I've lost. <laughs> basically, uh, we, we went uh, to a uh, the Polish um, thing, like, stand. What's that no. in Poland area? Interrogation. Uh, that's I what think you saw. That was it. Yeah, I know, but you guys were there for some of it. Right, you... Flying. Mm, basically, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's a game about um, it's somewhere set some sometimes set in the Soviet Union, and you're an immigration. Oh, right. Yes, officer. I remember now. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, and um, um, it's a simulation game, and basically you have to uh, decide. Contraband police. I knew I had it here. Ah, okay, <laughs> that's the game. That's okay. it. That's it wasn't it. in the calendar because what happened? Yeah. What happened? I'll, I'll kind of yeah. like give a little background to it. But what happened was um, <laughs> uh, we went to the uh, project division uh, booth because we thought, oh, we can all get in because yeah. I believe you said you asked them and they said, yeah, it should be fine. Just turn up. So we turned up and then it was like, oh no, we've only got room for one. So myself and Emily just were like, okay, we'll we'll have a look around while you go yeah. do that. Um, so we, there was a couple of indie games that were directly opposite and one of the guys was like oh do you want to come over and have a look at a few things ah. and one of them was Contraband Police and to explain Contraband Police it's essentially um, Papers Please but in a 3D environment and you get to not yeah. and you get to investigate vehicles so you get to like uh, in, uh, you don't get to interrogate the driver because they're not that far along in development yet but mm. you get to like weigh the vehicle to see if it's got any contraband on it you can search different parts on it there was um, <laughs> one guy who um, was in a car 
and I weighed it. It was ridiculously over. And he said, oh, if you just go pick up the knife that's on the table and walk over to the tyres. And I cut open the tyres. And the amount of drugs that fell out was just insane. <laughs> <laughs> and then all four tyres. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I really liked it because I'm a massive fan of simulators. Mm. But I just found it really fun and entertaining finding drugs. Uh, in <laughs> all those cars and uh, pretending <laughs> to be um, an immigration officer um, or like in the actual sim and like investigating who can come in and out of the country and, and the best thing is that if you if you let them go like if you if you go too far with interrogating them then they can drive off um and you have to catch them, and uh, and then you have to shoot them as well. Oh my gosh! Well, you actually <laughs> prefacing that you actually have to uh, shoot the the car to kind of disable it to yes. then capture them. You don't That's actually shoot the people, um, but it's quite cool because you got a. Um, you got a nice uh, jeep that's got a little chain gun on the back of it, mm. which is really cool. But it's from Soviet era, kind of like Russia. Um, yeah. You've got a nice little, they're developing like a village that you can go to and kind of sell the contraband to make a little on the side and things like that. So you're really kind of, they're building the depth into it. But um, one thing I did say was this game would be amazing and so much fun if you could play with multiple people. And they said, well, we're not that far along yet, but it's something we've been thinking about and definitely listening to people um, and what they're saying at Gamescom and one of the things they have been saying is multiplayer so hopefully that will come along soon and mm. yeah it looks it looks really 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 good um, and it was a lot of fun to play I know I played it first and then Emily Emily had her her turn on it and yeah I think by the end of it we're both like yes this game is so good, this game is good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nice <Please take> it. <laughs> Ooh. yeah I can't wait to uh, talk about all the games that we saw so far there's one mm. last thing, at least, that I want to talk about, uh, and that was mm-hmm. the game Hot Shot Burn. It's out right now mm. on Steam and Access. It's a very nice party game, especially locally. And the basic principle is just this, like a large level, and you're like one of four you know, characters on the screen just walking around trying to shoot each other. What you do, right? And uh, yep. <laughs> the game is super simple. You have just the direction buttons, and you have the, I think, A button to shoot, and the B button to have a secondary, like, uh, special feature. Remember, there's mm-hmm. a chicken running around that can like poof up and then absorb any shot for a few seconds, so it's invulnerable. <laughs> there's other characters that can uh, lay like a cactus that's walking around, and if you use the special ability, it's like a small ring of like needles just filming out. And so, if you're not careful enough and are too close to him, he will just use these needles and then boop, anything that's around him just immediately dies. And you can only take one hit, so rounds are over very fast. And that's actually a nice thing about it because. Um, this game is just uh, going over rounds so quickly, and there's so much chaos in between. And mm. uh, it's not really like you feel like you're losing, because there will always be a win after, I think, like five rounds or something like that, six. And it's right, just right. super quick, it's super fun, very nice to learn. Uh, there's some nice strategies to go in there. For example, there's a level uh, where it's like on the top and bottom row, uh, a horde of bulls is running around. It's like, like Stompede. And if you're mm-hmm. not careful enough, you get caught up in that and die from that. And there's other things <laughs> you can hide in, like wheat fields. There's a teleporter system. If you run up from the right side, you come back on the left and stuff like that to surprise mm-hmm. someone. So uh, it's a bit chaotic, but it's also part of the charm. And so we got mm-hmm. the game actually today. Today, uh, press key 
Uh, ah, nice. We uh, hope that we can play it also online together, which I hope. Mm-hmm. Cross the fingers. So maybe you come it's back for a nice uh, multiplayer stream on Twitch here again. Yeah. To play that game and enjoy it together. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. That was also. one of the most fun things that he said I saw. It's just like yeah. sitting down, getting the control in the hand and say, well, you work well on that. You have your two buttons. Let's go. And it says, oh, okay. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm having fun. So it's always nice. Uh, yeah. Just pick up a game and have fun. Yeah. I definitely think one of the um, the biggest compliments that uh, I know um, the rest of the, all of us pretty much got at Gamescom was uh, whenever we were playing a game um, and there was a developer that was standing nearby, they would definitely say like, oh, you guys are so good at the game. Um, normally we have to explain everything to people. It's just like, oh, it's mm. ridiculous. But you guys can just pick it up and play it straight away. And I think I think that's just so... Uh, it's it's fun and it's cool because then the developers can then just go actually talk about their game and they can explain things and not spend half of the interview time or half of the demo time just trying to explain the controls, um, which is always which is always a good thing. But it's a lot of fun when um, when the developers having a good time and you're having a good time playing the game as well. So yeah, I, I don't think there was any games that I saw at Gamescom that kind of let me down at all. There was nothing that I saw that was like, ah, I didn't really enjoy this as much as I hoped, or uh, it wasn't really at the stage that I liked. I really, I really think that a lot of the games there were very well polished, very well done, and um, mm-hmm. I definitely think uh, pretty much everything I saw, and I'm pretty sure, Flo, you've got the same kind of opinion, everything that we saw that the community is going to absolutely love, and there's a lot of stuff that's coming out to really like if you're looking for games at the moment just wait a little bit there will be loads of games coming out to kind of satisfy you yeah if it's big games or small games there's lots of things in between mm. we saw so many it would take a while to get catch up with everything but that's yeah. actually a nice thing because we don't uh rush ourselves into it anymore like what mm-hmm. i did like two years ago i basically didn't sleep at all really and just powerful doing every uh video that i could do for that one week because i was thinking mm-hmm. But once Gamescom week is over and you make a video about a game from Gamescom, it's not interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. But these days, I know I just can't do it. And we saw so many things. It's possible to cover all the things quickly. We'll just mm-hmm. do it bit by bit and make it actually like, hey, we saw this game. I know it's a while ago, but it's still also coming just in a few next months. So it's still relevant to talk about it right now after Gamescom. And yeah. so it's a nice uh, way how we can you know, be relevant in our own way without necessarily tagging it with Gamescom. All right, cool. I really hope that uh, the game that I love was Necro Barista, but it mm. was very short. It's like a visual novel thing, and with actual 3D animations and everything. Yeah, a necromancer having a, a cafe shop, coffee shop, <laughs> and um, it's really cool because the, the dead can come back for only uh, 23 hours, and as I say, 23 hours, 23 hours and 30 minutes, it's not 23 hours, just 23 hours. And stuff like that. There's interesting rules coming up. There's like a dark mystery behind that. It's very nice to just read through. And something that hopefully comes out very soon. I think uh, end of 2019 was the target. Okay. So shout out to that. I'll take this out on the website if you want to see actually some uh, screenshots from that game. That's really cool. Yeah. That was nice. Alright guys, you want to add anything else about another game that you saw? Ah... Uh, there's just so many because I could <laughs> run off a complete list of about like what ten or so games that I saw. Um, list looks more like twelve. Yeah, it's it's a big <laughs> list. It's not really showing up on the screen, but yeah. it's a big list of stuff. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some uh, 
definitely some interesting ones that we saw. Um, quite a few of them have already either re announced release dates or have already come out um, or are in early access. Um, I definitely know that they're, what was it, uh, Pagan Online, so released a, a couple of days after Gamescom. Um, you've got Necrovarista, which is coming out soon. I also got that. Um, what was it? You said Hotshot Burn was in early access. Um, so you definitely, there's definitely quite a lot of games that are um, coming out quite soon. But yeah, definitely keep checking the website. We'll have more information for you. Um, and there's where it doesn't matter that games come over for me personally. If it was a good game and it's worth reading about and having more information about, it's definitely interesting. I'm gonna put up um, that information so that you guys can like hear. Um, and read everything that we saw and everything is interesting there's nothing that i i'm looking back on and going ah it's after gamescom it's not that interesting anymore everything's yeah. just kind of like yeah i'm interested to see that and what what happens with it and um more information is better than none so yeah emily you want to add something about gamescom or anything this is again like rather late night now. We we started a little late, sadly, because I had to do some technical setup. Uh, you guys were a little bit busy still, so uh, this will be a little bit shorter episode. But I think still a good one. Um, mm. But if you want to like slowly just do all finishing thoughts, maybe and then uh, wrap it up. That's why I'm asking if you want to add something. Uh, well, I thought it was a pretty good Gamescom. Um, so lots of very interesting games. Uh, I got really excited when I saw the UK, uh, UK um, gaming thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> saw all those UK gaming, uh, all that gaming industry in UK. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty much. Uh, yeah, great people, great developers, great games. Would love to go ne again next year. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, so yeah, what about, what about you, Hafta? Uh, I want to just uh, say, uh, I, think, I've, I've been going for five years by now as press. And I definitely never want to go back again, mm -hmm. because it's just too much stress. Um, I was really happy about the games that I selected, because there were a few more brought to us, like, hey, you want to see this game? And I'm always thankful if they come forth to us, because it's then easier just to reach out and make an appointment so we can secure that we definitely have time to check it out. Um, nonetheless, we, uh, at least I for myself, know the games that I looked at, uh, happily all are actually as good as I expected, some even better. And I was never really disappointed, so it's good to see that I'm making smart choices based on what I see, at least in the trailers. And that I always have a good feeling when I come out of an appointment saying, okay, this is, good. this is a good thing, I can do something with that. No, I didn't waste my time, so it's always special. And uh, yeah, so possibilities I just uh, say, yeah, it was a great game to come yet again. Can't wait for 2020 mm. when the new consoles come out. Mm. We will be able to cover some of that when, yeah. at time. And uh, yeah, so far, it was a good game to come. I enjoyed going. Love to go back again. Yeah. Dan, what's definitely. your last thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a great game to come. Um, it was definitely. Uh, a lot of fun to see all the all the different stuff. Um, I want to say just thanks again for EA for uh, allowing us to have the um, uh, the EA passes and um, yep. allowing us to be at the EA EA press area. That was a lot of fun. Um, I met some great guys there as well. Um, and yeah, definitely um, definitely can't wait to go again and have loved everything that I saw. Um, 
and yeah, can't wait to get to get it all done and dusted and uh, produce some more content. Yeah. Alright then. That's a wrap. It's a burrito. That's a pizza. Whatever it is. It's definitely fine. It's good to be back again with the podcast. Uh, uh, thanks so much. Uh, we don't know when the next will be uh, because we're always busy. Uh, we'll hopefully make this again a more regular thing. We'll see how it goes. And especially with those on board now. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we just see where we're heading now. Uh, hopefully getting bigger. I don't know, more prominent in some way. Reach out mm-hmm. to more people. That will always be lovely. And uh, <laughs> with that, uh, I say that's it for today. Thank you so much for watching, guys, out there. Thanks for joining us in chat for the live show. If you see the recording, of course, follow us here on YouTube, Twitch, of course, also linked down below. And if you're really special, go to Mixer. In case you, you know, still follow Ninja, you can also maybe follow us there if you like that <laughs> platform. Uh, it's always a good thing. Hey, Microsoft shirt. <laughs> Other than that, of course, we're also on thenewbar.com, twitter.com, uh, yeah, twitter.com slash thenewbar, and of course on Instagram, where Emily also posts a lot of things. And definitely, yeah, we're everywhere. Can't hide from us. No, 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 no. I mean, we can't hide from you, actually, because we're everywhere. That's actually the other way around, I guess. But anyway, we're having a nice week. both ways. Yeah, both both ways, I guess. I guess. I'm out. Thanks so much. You guys want to add something? I, I just can't wait to wait to get to do more stuff and uh, weekly like podcast is back. Yay! Hopefully weekly. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> weekly. You can yes. never know, but we try our best. Yeah. Emma, any words? About what? If you want to say <laughs> goodbye, I don't know. I don't want. Okay. Last um, yeah, basic. Basically, follow us for great content. Um, and we want to hear what you think. Yeah, let us know um, some below. And stuff, yeah. Feedback is key. Um, yeah. and can you <laughs> But, yeah, um, follow us. Like us. Bye-bye. Right, like Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.